You are listening to The Ben Keats Show, where every day the objective is simple. Ben will never stop fighting the fight and lighting the light on topics that affect you every day. Hello out there in the World Wide Web, the universe, wherever the heck you're listening or where you're watching or if you're driving in your car. My name is Ben Keach and you are tuned in to The Ben Keach Show. And we are on episode 33. 33. Super proud of that. And I'm so grateful for you to take a little time out of your day to see what the heck I'm talking about. Um, had some great developments here in the last week. Have some interviews that are booked and set, and so you'll actually get to see someone besides me. So that's it's probably about time for that, right? So, <laughs> excuse me, today our topic is a doozy, um, and I, I've talked about this with so many different people and, and from different vantage points, and it's an epidemic. It's something that we probably don't fully grasp the impact that that has on our society. The title of this and the problem that we need to solve is pornography, a man's Achilles heel, a man's Achilles heel. Now you, everybody has thoughts about pornography because we live in a, in a day and age, especially, I guess I would say the last, you know, 20 plus years where, the computers, our phones, anything is out there and everything is out there. What's the big deal? If you don't like it, don't look at it. If it's, you know, what, why, why is this problematic in a society or in our relationships? And so we're going to get into that today because that's fine. If it's something that you want to do, I mean, it is your choice. I mean, it's, it's available for anybody to do whatever they want with it. And the, the way it grows and the way it, um, kind of encompasses our society. There's, it, it has a life of its own. It really does. So let's look at it. And so if there's, if we don't have anything to worry about or hide, we can just have it. Let's just have an honest conversation about what it is and how things have changed. Uh, here, here's a quick story to consider. Let's start with this. So let's go back in time. Let's stick in America. All right, but let's go back in time. What we know is that we know that we know that people got married at younger ages. We know that, Correct. We also know that people stayed married until they died. Now, we don't always know the state of that marriage, but what we do know is that it was far more normal for people's first sexual event in their life to be with who they got married. That was more the norm. It's not at all the norm today. As a matter of fact, if somebody says my first person I slept with was my husband or my wife, like, whoa. Hey, not a good deal. <laughs> okay, doesn't happen all the time. Okay, so what we know is that things relating to sex have been changing, have changed, and there's what's normal now is not what was normal before. Okay, so we go back into time, and the, this statement that I'm about to make is a very true statement. The first time a spouse was to see someone of the opposite sex naked. It was on their it was on their honeymoon. It was after they were married. I'm not saying that of course a week I'm not I'm not again, I don't know when Thomas Jefferson first had sex. Like I don't care either. What I do know is that the norm was that. 
first of all, there wasn't material out there. There, there wasn't phones. There wasn't magazines. There wasn't videos. There were prostitutes and bars only males could go into. So again, females, the first thing they're going to see is on their honeymoon. And, and those were men. Those weren't, those weren't usually necessarily like, you know, 15 year olds, even though 15 year olds were getting married. So, so what we know, and again, I want to be clear, why is this important? What we know is that men and their minds and their sexual energy and their drive, whatever that is, that they were going to get married younger, but that their experiences with what they saw and what they put in their mind was very, was, was very true to the, to the one that they loved. Okay. Generally speaking. Okay. What's changed are images, videos, and all of the kind of things out there. What's changed is that we are able to put so many more things into our minds. So, okay, well, sure. Okay. What's the big deal? Why does that even matter? All right. Well, let's look at intimacy and what's important about intimacy. Intimacy is the ability for a couple to be truly connected in all the ways. So true intimacy is connected to what you do before sex, what you do after sex, and sex is just simply an act that brings it all together, if you will, right? Okay, so what does pornography do? What pornography does is it takes the intimacy and bye-bye. Like, you're not going to be a part of it's, it. There's nothing intimate about that. Zero intimacy in pornography, right? And so what we do as men, when we put these images and these scenes and these things into our minds, it doesn't have anything redeeming. Well, we know what it does, but it, there's nothing redeeming about that. It's actually not even really the true element. Um, yeah, here, here's look at it like this. Go ask a woman, what does good sex mean to you? And what does bad sex mean to you? Just ask her the question. I don't know how she's going to answer it. I, I can tell you how she, I can tell you what she's thinking. Ultimately, good sex that a female is going to answer that question is going to be derived around the talk of topic of intimacy, how they connect, how they feel, not just in the moment, but all of it. it the entire relationship is an intimate emotional experience for women. When men take a, take a really big part of intimacy out and they say, I'm going to do this without you. I'm going to look at her in that way. Doesn't there's nothing intimate about it because you don't know her. It's not it's not a real person in the sense of somebody, you know, you're not Facebook friends. Well, you might be, I don't know. It's 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 a it's an it's an abstract event. And what we what we're doing and saying is our wife isn't worth it. She's not good enough to get all of that part of me. I'm only gonna give her this of me. That's what you signed up to be married. I, I always thought that the re, that you signed up when it came to marriage, what you're signing up for was that all of your sexual energies, all of your your heart, your mind, your body, your spirit, your soul, that all of these things, you get it all. Whatever that is, it's yours. 
whatever my deficiencies are, whatever I'm good at, not it's yours. You have everything. And, and we, as a couple are going to hopefully grow in this area, learn in this area, but you get it all. I mean, think, think about this for a second. Do you men want your wife compartmentalizing her sexual energy through reading books or through guys she's looking at, or I'm not talking about any, I'm not talking about an, a literal affair. I'm simply talking about her mind. Don't you want all of it? Don't you want everything that you have to give? Well, that, that's what she wants. So, so what pornography does is it eliminates that. Now you say, okay, well that's fine. Like, okay, fine. In a relationship, great, but okay. What is it? What does it even matter if I'm not in a relationship? Well, you're training your mind. What you put in your mind matters. How you control that part of your your being and your life. And I'm I'm gonna tell you, I mean get right to the point. I have talked to more, mostly women, but not just women. I have talked to more people than I care to admit who have horror stories related to pornography and their husband. Like horrendous things where they felt less, they felt defeated. They felt like, why am I not enough? Maybe a good wife is supposed to do this with a maybe a good wife. No, no. A good man doesn't put his wife in that situation. A good man protects her heart and and lets her know every single thing that you are is enough for me. You have that. Oh, how do you think how do you think a wife's going to respond to that? I mean, she is going to prove that time and time again. And and again, Intimacy can be messed up, not just on the man side, but on the woman's side too. And I'm not necessarily saying from a, because of pornography, what I'm saying is when we're supposed to connect in these 19 different ways and we don't get that, we're not going to do that. And you can't do that. And, and, and I mean, it's a mess. It's not good. It's not good for relationships. It's not what anybody is signing up for. But we're so dumbed down in this regard today. And I'm not saying that everybody in the 1880s was doing all this right. I'm sure there was men that took advantage of their women in bad ways. I'm I'm sure there's all sorts of things that were not healthy in those relationships. But you, you know what we do as a society? When we find something that's not healthy, that's not right, we overcompensate and go too far. So how about this? How about we go back to the 1880s and say, you know what? It's a, it's a very beautiful thing that a couple that loves each other, that they were the first naked people that they saw. That's really cool. It's probably not going to happen again, but that's a really intense thing. It may not be cool how all the actual sex went down. Maybe it didn't consider her. Maybe there was, it was lacking in intimacy, but we can fix those things, but understand also what worked. I'm going to say this again, because I don't think you're catching on. This is really important. When we see a problem in our society, we overcompensate or go too far to fix the problem. Every single time we see an event that's a problem, what we need to do, what we should be doing, is we should be dissecting that situation saying, this is what's good, this is what's good, this is what needs to be changed, this is what needs to be changed, and we fix those. But instead what we do is we say it's all crap, it's all just whatever, and we're just gonna restart and this is the way it should be. And guess what, when we do that and this is the way that it should be, what are the two or three new problems? Sometimes there's even more problems now. 
take the good, fix the bad. That's that's progress. I'll be that type of progressive all day long. I don't know if that actually exists because we we always go too far with things because we can't. You have to be able to have conversations to know what's working and not working. It's got to do it. We struggle with that at times. Okay. So in the in this area, we we need to get rid of it. We need to talk to our sons about this, our daughters. I, when I was a high school teacher and I did all sorts of different classes on this topic, I actually called it porn day. It was kind of funny. I'm not going to get in all my humor right now. Maybe I should. Um, it's super funny though. There's a lot of, of things that I did, but here, here's what I did. What I said was pornography has changed and pornography has impacts. So what, what, why is this, what's, what's kind of the, the good or bad about it? Like, what are we, um, and why am I talking about this in a school? We'd go through Supreme court cases. We'd go through local city ordinances and just understanding that like what's obscene now. Well, I don't even know what is obscene now. What's obscene then may not be obscene now, or at least all people. And so it's, it's a moving target and the courts have had difficulties in defining anything that's obscene, which of course is a problem. So what we, what we do is what we, what we want to do is I, I would talk to the kids about this stuff. And do you know who was the most avid defender of pornography? It was women. Well, I say women, they weren't women. There are 15, 16, 17 and 18 year old girls. When I was a kid, do you know what the girls would say about pornography then? You're perverted. You're gross. You're this. You're, I mean, they would they would like flip and call it out. Maybe not always in the most mature understanding way. A hundred percent. That's not going on with today's teenage girls. Teenage girls today who grow into women believe and think that is a rite of passage for men. This is what men have to do to get off. This is what men have to do. It's just part of it. It's everywhere. What are you going to do? It doesn't matter if they're their brother. It may matter if they're dad. They don't like it. It's just, it's just men. This is just what men do. Great. The actual strength in our, in our society when it comes to keeping moral integrity, when it comes to pornography, even the teenage girls don't care anymore. Now, ironically, the boys would be kind of quiet about that because they're embarrassed. They know. I mean, they can justify it all they want. It's gross. It's not good. It's not good for your mind. It's not, it's, it's not a healthy thing to, to partake in. Now, you talked. I would love to talk to some of those girls in my high school class back then. Now they're in their 20s, 30s, 40s that are married. Do you think they want their husband doing that? You think this is a, this is part of a healthy relationship? So you're gonna have a boy from the age of 14 to 30, 16 years of his life, do this. Now all of a sudden he's married to you, and you're always gonna be perfect enough. He's not gonna default back to some of those behaviors. We need to keep it away. It's not healthy. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't mean mean that we can't have grace or understanding. I will say that I believe that it's becoming less taboo of a topic. I think churches talk about it. I think other men who aren't even religious talk about it. I think we see some of the negative ramifications that come from the objectification of women and what's going on with that. But we need more of it. And and we need to 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 put it out there because it really does matter um, to our sons and to our wives and, and all the people that we love in our lives. It's called discipline. <laughs> it's called we don't act on our impulses. When men act on our impulses, it gets themselves into trouble. Who are you? 
just like we talked about the last couple of episodes with men and boys. Like, this is a perfect example. Okay, let's get into the quotes and songs and all that kind of fun stuff today. Songs, what's that going to be like? I don't know. We'll see. Parenting advice. Just talk about true intimacy. True intimacy is not... Um, like think of think about like a kid playing video games, right? A kid playing video games. I know they can talk, however, there's nothing meaningful. There's no meaningful connections generally being created there. It's entertainment. That's okay. It's fine. But that's that's what it is. It's it's not meaningful. True intimacy and true connections with somebody doesn't have pornography as a part of it. True connections with someone means that there's an intentional way that we connect with somebody's soul, with their mind, with their, their bodies. Like that, that is, we don't need any of that. We don't need, that doesn't do anything. It's, it's, a, it's as meaningless as a video game. Next quote, the mind of a man addicted to pornography is like a, a barren desert with a water source every two miles. Okay. What, wait, say that again. What do you mean? When I think of a barren desert, right? I think it's hot. It's empty. There's not much life. Pornography is as meaningless as that. It's as superficial and whatever it's that has one objective. Well, outside of making money for some people, um, but it has one objective. Okay, it is that. And I understand that. I'm not here to, I'm not, this, I don't want this podcast to come across in a judgmental way about anything. Like we all have our strengths and weaknesses. We all have our shortcomings and failures. It's not even judging women who want to make money at it. Like I get it. Like there's good money out there. Like we know it. Fans only, only pay, whatever those, like there's money out there. People are doing it. Like I understand that. Um, I, I prefer, to look at it from the man's point of view on how we lead in this area, regardless or versus, you know, calling out females who partake in this area to make money. Um, I love capitalism, but I wish that that dollar figure would dry up a little bit. Um, but that water source every two miles of my quote, what I'm meaning from that is, yeah. So you get that, you get that hit, right? A couple of days later, you get that hit. There's nothing in the middle. What intimacy is in relationships. It's like the garden of Eden. It's like a gift that is always giving, whether it's in the bedroom or not. And that's what we want for our, that's what, that's what everybody, that's what people want. There's not a woman that doesn't want that on some level. Um, even if she's anyway, I'm not going to go that way. Um, okay. My song today, super simple, just a good song. Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, just to teach your children, teach your children about this, have conversations about not just pornography, but all levels of, of intimacy have, this is something that needs to be talked about. It can't just be something that, well, they'll figure it out. This is just how my, how, how they're going to get off. This is just, no, we need to have conversations about, it. we need to teach our children. Is there an element of grace that has to come with us? Of course, because it, from a sexual standpoint, we're going to fail men and women. We're going to have times like I would, you know, there, there's not going to be anybody perfect in this area. So the message has to has to be accompanied with grace and forgiveness, but it also needs to be direct. And why? Why this is important. The problem we want to solve is this Achilles heel that I'm talking about for men make them a lesser version of themselves, not having then struggles with intimacy, 
having their partner feeling inferior and that they can't measure up. We don't, that doesn't need to be a part of this. Start when you're young, create a stigma about it. I always laugh when people talk about like the, 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 the drug movement, Nancy Reagan, the don't do drugs and everybody that does drugs or doesn't do drugs just think that was a colossal waste of time. And I say, okay, that's fine. You can have your opinion about that. The just say no campaign and the dare, whatever, dare drugs, all that stuff, whatever it was. I said, it wasn't a colossal failure because what that did was it created a negative stigma about drugs. How is that so horrible? It doesn't matter what people ultimately end up doing. We can't control that, but it created a stigma. We can do the same thing for our children and for our societies. We need, we need that stigma back when it comes to pornography. It used to be easy because we couldn't access it. It wasn't everywhere. Now it's everywhere. So our only hope is to develop a mentality. You're better without it. And, and that would be a good thing. So anyway, thank you for, uh, this this uh, adventure through pornography land today. I hope you learned something. I hope you stay away from certain things. And I hope that you can help create a stigma to like, eh, you're better without it. And everybody will love you more for it. I can promise you that. Anyway, have a great day. Can't wait to talk to you next time. Leave me some comments. Um, nothing pornographic, but leave me some comments. I'd love to read it. Have a great day. Talk to you soon. See you later. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Let's keep the conversation going. You can reach out on Ben's website, www.benkeatshow.com or on social media to chat. And please remember to subscribe so that you never miss an episode.